Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the best podcast that you're listening to right now. <laughs> Sex and other human activities. I'm Sarah Benincasa. I'm hanging out with Mr. Marcus Parks. Oh, how you doing, Sarah? Good. Marcus and I are arguing. Mm-hmm. It's real. It's a because in every friendship, sometimes there are moments of doubt, <laughs> of dissent, where you hit a place that you you just don't agree. And here's what our issue is. By the way, twitter.com slash Marcus Parks, twitter.com slash Sarah J. Benincasa, and you can always email us, Sarah at com. We talk about sex and other human activities. There you go. So Marcus and I are having a disagreement. <laughs> I started talking about how I like – in a crush kind of way, maybe sort of. I don't know, whatever. Maybe it's just a girl crush. I don't know. Or it could be kind of a gay crush. The girl who works at the coffee shop next door and Marcus thinks that she love likes him maybe. Or I don't know. But I think she oh, likes me. I'm not, I'm not saying that she likes me. All I'm saying is that the flirting's been pretty good. Do we know... <sighs> All right. So I don't... We don't know... We do not have confirmation at – I don't know her name, A. Oh, I don't either. <laughs> I don't know her name. <laughs> but I get coffee from her every week, once a week, and it's one of the highlights of my week. Mm. And she's super cute and like obviously smart and kind of like fun, a little bit bitchy sometimes in the way that all good baristas should be. Mm. Not not bitchy, mean bitchy, but she's got a little attitude, which I like. Oh, yeah. Except for uh, with me, of course. She's never had attitude with me even once. Oh, my God. Yes, she has. <laughs> I don't know her name, so I'm going to call her Coffee Shop Girl. Coffee Shop Girl That's how fucking creative I am. She's really cute. She's got short hair, which I'm feeling. Um, and I walked in today and I just modified my hair. I have a vibrant red hair with some bangs. Which I'll admit looks wonderful. Oh, thank you. Do you like it? I love it. Of course oh, I love I'm it. So you glad. were redheaded whenever I first met you. And yeah. Now it's kind of a return to form. I feel more I like, like a redhead. I really like it. And I, I dig it. Go see Nadine at Black Label Salon in New York City, everybody. She's hilarious. Um, so I went in and she went, ooh, Miss Redhead. And I was like, oh my God, she noticed my hair. And I got really excited. I was like, it was kind of like the popular girl in school noticed me, but then it was sort of like my future girlfriend noticed me, and I uh-huh. don't know which it is. That's like any time that I've had a girl flirtations or, or gone on girl dates or like had girl lady sex, which I haven't had a lot of in my day, but I've had some lady sex and enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I, I come to this place where I'm like, do I want to – date this person or do I want to be this person? Like I mm. dated this girl who was so just – I mean a doll, like so nice, A, so smart, B, kind of shy but like wickedly funny. See, Am I up to C? And she looked like – she looked like what I would call a Marcus Parks type oh, because really? I – your type, which I have – ascertained over over our time i believe that your type is like an american apparel model kind of girl but maybe yeah. kind of asian or vaguely ethnic well yeah i mean that which sometimes they are uh, the american apparel models yeah that you, they are that they i think are. you tend to like a girl who is like 
kind of a, a lean, kind of um, leggy. She might be tiny, but they're kind of like a a bit not perfectly straight up and down, but they're like a kind of a an elongated body, like sort of a sexy boy girl body, which oh, is yeah. not to say that you're gay. Oh, but no. like a sec, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, I know exactly what you're like, talking about. I, I like I like a know, girl with a fairly similar body type to my own. Yeah. So yeah. your children inevitably are going to be like tall and lean and leggy. And so this girl is – and that's a body type that I – I mean it's very different from my own. So I've always been fascinated by it, you know, because I have like titty, booty, etc. Belly, which I'm trying to get rid of. Well, not totally. I mean, I want to be able to digest food. But, you know, it's very different. I think oftentimes we're attracted to either that which is similar to us or that which is different. So when it comes to guys, I tend to be attracted to guys who are into the same things that I am, like Mm -hmm. comic books, podcasts, movies maybe, you know, pop culture kind of geeky guys. Um, Maybe they've read more books than I. I like when they know – more about the stuff that I'm into than I do. And that's what I'm into. Like, so I look, I seek that. Now with a fem- with females, I have so much less experience stooping, dating, etc. So what I have noted in my relatively small track record of ladies who I've gone on dates with, and even smaller track record of ladies with whom I've had sex, aka one girl, <laughs> a, 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 a few times, all of them delightful, was that I tend to go for, with girls, I tend to go for girls who look different than me because I've always been fascinated by that. So she was very, like, you would be like, oh my god, this girl's so cute, because she is. And very, like, you know, she's taller than me and very straight up and down and, like, long, really, like, long kind of straight hair really pretty and i forget where i was going with this um the girl at the coffee shop the girl at the coffee shop (laughs) i haven't really checked out her bod i haven't really objectified her other than she just gives she gets me my coffee every week and she's really cute and she's really short straight hair which i've never been able to have so that's part of the appeal i'm like ooh, that's different and i think it's sexy you know now that i think about it i don't think i've ever checked out her body either that's because we love her for who she is (laughs) and she's very pretty yeah she's very pretty cute ass girl she's got beautiful eyes and she's just looking at those eyes earlier right so i I. I could not take my face away she's got magnetic eyes mm. fuck you she's mine <laughs> fuck you she's fuck mine you. Oh! <laughs> oh this is gonna tear this podcast apart <laughs> when she gives me um my my rocket fuel which is what they call they have they do chicory and maple maple syrup and milk they just got a new kind of milk like a month ago the name of the place by the way is sweet leaf sweet leaf go yeah. there and tell the pretty girl that there you know two people who have a crush on her <laughs> And I'll be like, I'll be like, what are you talking about? Well, I mean, really, if you want to do it right, uh, just write a little note that mm-hmm. says, "Do you like Sarah or Marcus?" Yeah, Check the yeah, box. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> it should be on. It should be on loose leaf paper that you tear out of a notebook that you like drawn <laughs> pictures on and stuff. Yeah. So what do you, what do you guys talk about when you hang out with her, with her when you because you see her more than I do. So what do, what do you guys talk about? Uh, <laughs> well, today we talked a little bit about David. Lynch. Uh, oh. Yeah. Talked about uh, the Cave Comedy Radio Podcast Network premiering on June 11th. Yay! Talked about that quite a bit. Oh. Uh, and uh, we oh. talk about my clothes because she loves the way I dress. Does she know that your name is Marcus? Probably not, but I don't know her name either. Oh, God. 
I feel like her name is Judy, which isn't a sexy name typically, but know, I think fits her. With her, if her with name her, was would Judy, that'd be super sexy. You know, yeah. and I don't know why. It just would be. It just would be. It would just fit her. I'm thinking of Judy Garland maybe. Why did you talk about David Lynch? Uh, because so jealous. <laughs> Why did you talk about David Lynch? Uh, we were talking about. Let's see here. She was telling me about the movie Pirate, Pirate Radio. Oh, I want to see that yeah, movie. Yeah, she was telling me how she liked it because I was talking about my, my stuff, and oh, then I said, "You know what? Whenever out. I, whenever I come home at night, I just like to uh, relax and see something I've already seen before. I'm watching Twin Peaks right now for like the uh, third or fourth time. I can't remember. It's one of my favorite shows. I've never seen it. Is it awesome? You would fall in love with Agent Dale Cooper. Um, I have fallen Kyle, in love Kyle with Agent Dale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. His character is just like, yeah, I've, hell, I've got a crush on him. Ooh. He's amazing. Okay. I'm oh, watch yeah. It. Oh, yeah. It's it's the absolute best. And then uh, I ended the conversation, both a little bit of Tom Waits, talking about Tom Waits. Oh, just look a at you bit. just romancing her. Well, I'm a natural. I got to step. I'm a natural player. <gasps> <laughs> I need to step up. I don't my even know I'm doing game. it. I don't even know I'm doing it, but it's great. It's great. I get nervous. Fl- I don't know how to flirt with girls because it's such a it's such a paradigm shift from how I've been trained to to communicate with women mm-hmm. and how I always have. So I don't. I, I get really confused and I don't know what. And I get embarrassed and like she. I'm like I feel like she's she's probably younger than me, but I feel like when I go in, I feel like a freshman, and I'm for some reason in, in an advanced class, or maybe it's just a mixed like all levels art class in high school. <laughs> and she's a senior, and she's really good at painting, and I get really nervous because I'm not that good at painting, and I'm just like, oh, oh my god. And then she asked you to uh, pose for her. Yeah, I wish that would happen. I must paint you. <laughs> I must paint you. Stop, please. I oh my friend who's getting married this year. Um. She went on one or two dates with a boy once who she met in our Irish studies class. <laughs> Irish – I what? There was an Irish study <laughs> – we took an Irish studies class and I dropped out partway through because I went crazy. But um, at, at Berkeley College of Music, <laughs> alma mater of John Mayer among others. So I went to Emerson College but in Boston for a few years but that you could cross-register with Berkeley. And I mm-hmm. wanted to – Emerson had a lot of gay boys and I wanted to meet straight boys. So I went to Berkeley because all the sexy guitar boys were there. And so I had this class – Always the best way to choose a a college. Oh, totally. I was like, (laughs) I need to meet some fucking hot-ass musicians. I'm going to cross-register at Berkeley. So we took this Irish studies class and I dropped out, but she stayed in. And there was this boy there in the class and they went on – we were both totally into him and I dropped out and I was like, you must do – I cannot do – I have had a mental breakdown and I cannot be in Boston to try to fuck this dude, but you must do it. And we were both virgins. Um, or no, she was a virgin. I wasn't. And she didn't have sex with him but she did make out with him and he was like, I want to paint you. And she was like, OK. But then he actually painted her body, oh. which is hot. But my first question was – were they non-toxic paint? <laughs> and she goes, oh, my God, I didn't check. I don't know. And I'm like, what if you die? Have you seen fucking James Bond? Like, films? Like, you could die. You could, die. You could definitely you could. die. And she was like, oh, my God. And it was a whole thing. You know, they actually – you could suffocate to death. If you yeah, that's what – I was yeah. like, did you suffocate? She's like, I don't know. I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> I'm like, well – it seems as if she didn't. Yeah, I guess you didn't. Oh, man. Well, listen, we could go on about the the woman we love forever, and I think that we should continue to talk about her mm-hmm. in future episodes. Oh, we can have a weekly update, but you- we have to we have to coincide the recording of the podcast with her 
work schedule. Do you think that she would maybe ever come by, like take a break and be on the podcast? Mm-hmm. But we we would like not tell her that we're in love with her. It would just be <laughs> – we would just go, hey, do you want to come talk about stuff? And like the audience, our audience would know. And by the way, audience, yeah. please do um, go and subscribe to us on iTunes and please write a, a positive and happy review because that helps us get featured, which helps us get more listeners. Listen, we don't make a fucking dime off this yet. We just do it because <laughs> we love it and it's awesome. And, you know, hopefully one day people will pay us money to do this. And we love you. And we listeners. love you very much. And we love your questions, which are awesome. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Speaking of which, this uh, – we might have to devote the entirety of the podcast. I don't know if, if we can get this. to anyone else. And we apolo- – I apologize in advance to other people who wrote to us, but you'll understand when you hear this. Yeah. This one is a fucking doozy. So Tyler loves us. Tyler's a dude. He's married. Okay? He's been married for, for a long time. All right. Okay. <laughs> Tyler writes, I was writes very nice things to us, of course, and then I was a male stripper for 10 years. I married a female stripper as well. We've been married for 10 years now. She was a lesbian when I met her. To this day, he, she still tells people, and I quote, he flipped me like a pancake. All right. First of all, <laughs> Tyler, you, you just won the award for everything, as did your lady wife. So – they 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 met as strippers and then they got married and continued to strip together. Their headlining act was live sex. I mean, who wouldn't want to get paid $400 an hour to fuck your own wife? Whew, pretty good. Our clients for our live sex shows were usually married couples who wanted to learn better sex techniques and positions. We were famous for putting the spice back in relationships. Between the both of us, we've done a couple thousand shows. From private one-on-ones to full twelve-sums, we've done it all and seen it all. The reason we were able to have a happy, secure marriage was due to the fact that we have strong boundaries in place. The foremost boundary was that there is no penetration whatsoever. To give an example, I'll use a typical six-sum. Oh, yeah, sure, just a typical (laughs) six-sum, Tyler. (laughs) A client would have my cock in her mouth. I'll be eating out another client. She'll be sucking the next guy. He would be eating my wife. She'll have the next guy's dick in her mouth, and that guy would be dildoing the next female. She'll be sucking the last guy, and that guy completes the circle by dildoing the woman sucking me off. Yeah. That's pretty pretty standard. You know, when Marcus and I go to work, (laughs) (laughs) it is scenarios like this that we face. So this is very average to us. It's very normal. There's a lot of soft swapping. Um, She says, at no point does any man's penis go near my wife's (laughs) choo-choo. (laughs) <laughs> and Nord, I love that this man with this salacious, wild life uses the word choo-choo vagina. Okay. Nor does my cock go near another woman's crush. There's a lot of soft swapping. I'm assuming you're familiar with the term. I'm not. Are you familiar with the term? No, I'm not. All right. I'm, I'm going to – you want to go – could you get internet access on that down here? Uh, it's slow, but I can get it. Yeah. We'll find out what soft swapping means. I assume it means that you don't, there's no penetration and you make out and have oral. Then my wife and I begin to uh, demonstrate some sexual positions and have the other couples do the same. We usually focus on bringing the other females to orgasm. This is how we became popular. Cool. We'd walk around the teachers and add a little oral stimulation to the women and show the men how to add extra clitoral stimulation for their girl. There were some single men who hired us just to watch, but mostly our clientele were couples. I did a lot of private shows for females, too. My wife also did a lot of private shows for men. We never questioned the other's faithfulness. Well, th- I think they, they this couple has a different definition of faithfulness than a lot of other couples do. Emotional faithfulness. It's, faithfulness. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's their core. Absolutely. And they – Let's see. The basis for trust. Like I said earlier, we've seen it all. Oh, seen it all and done it all um, with the exception of bukkake and violent sex. OK. Bukkake. <laughs> Here, let me uh, – what? Refresh, is it vomit or pooping or what is bukkake? It's just a bunch of dudes coming on a girl's face. 
So it's and it's, just kind of all over. Okay. Um, it's very simple. That's very basic. Yeah. <laughs> there was straightforward practice. There was a Japanese international student who was at my college, Warren Wilson College in Asheville, North Carolina, warren-wilson.edu. I absolutely love it. I, I'm sorry to the teachers and staff with whom I'm still friends there that I'm mentioning it in the context of Bukake. <laughs> but a, a wonderful school. Anyway, one, one day, two of the, the students were joking around, and this girl was a friend of ours. And but the, but they were like, she was very sweet and seemingly innocent, but not really. I mean, she was just like quiet because her English wasn't that great, but she wasn't innocent. And these two students, she worked at the library, and these two other friends of ours were like, "Dude, man, you should go talk to her. Like, go talk to her." And 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 I dare you to ask her about Bukaki. I dare you to ask her about Bukaki. I dare you to ask her about Bukaki. Oh, that's, that's awful. So one of them goes up to her, just sweet, like seemingly very innocent girl, goes up to her and goes, "Hey." She's like, hey, how are you doing? And they go, uh, so do you know what Bukaki is? And she goes, Bukaki, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know what Bukaki. Yeah, you know, Bukaki, it's like when a guy does this and that. And the girl pauses for a moment and looks at them. Then she goes, oh, a Bukaki. <laughs> <laughs> and they were, it was so great because they were thought that they were going to like pull one over on her. And yeah. she was just totally like went with it. And then from there on, we found out that she totally was like more badass than all of us put together. Oh, of course. It yeah. was great. So, so do we know what soft swapping is yet? Yes, we do. Soft swapping is uh, swapping partners uh, but without any penetration. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Um, anyway, they always had some form of protection and when a client ejaculated, neither of us were near the kill zone. <laughs> we we stopped dancing three years ago due to the fact that it was time to move on and there was a lot of substance abuse involved in the career field. We used heroin and other opiates a lot. If you're not familiar with dope dick, it meant that I could stay rock fucking hard for hours and get to nine inches in length and a fat girth. I'm normally eight inches. The opiates rush blood to the penis and there's a general desensitizing because it's a painkiller. This allowed me to fuck for hours and even after I came, I could come again. I was pretty good at coming on demand the first time. The second time was a little more difficult. My wife and I decided to go for a record and they spent a whole day sucking and fucking wow. and he got to 18 and she got to 21 good for you tyler and wife oh, God. he's like we're writing a book you know i could go on and on but here's what i real what i really need advice for and listen a lot of times when people write us these long ass things with preambles we just skip right to the question but this was just too good it was this was legitimately fascinating yes. and really interesting and so we we just had to go with it he put down the drugs. He cleaned up his act. He he did time, actually, for drugs. Um, he's been clean for, a, I guess, a few years now. And he's a drug and alcohol counselor with a specialty in criminal forensic counseling. And he works for the prison that he used to live in. He no longer has dope dick. And um, his wife put down the drugs and she comes very quickly and so does he. Um, we can pack in serious orgasm-filled sex in just 10 minutes. What I need to know is how can we extend that? Does being tired make a man more sensitive? So he is coming from a place uh, where they used to just have these lengthy, robo, like athletic sexual sessions. And now they it happens really – what for them is really quickly, which is you know within 10 minutes, which for a lot of us would be quite normal and fun. But for Absolutely them, it's average. disappointing because they're coming from a different place literally. Um I come almost as soon as I enter her. I don't like this. Is this what I have to look forward to? Are there things I can eat to desensitize myself? What are topical solutions, et cetera, et cetera? I want to get back dope dick without actually doing doing dope. Okay. So, Tyler, I have 
some what some people might interpret as great news for you. Uh, <laughs> you're probably not going to like it, though. You're never going to get dope dick back because heroin is, as you know, as you well know, and I don't need to explain this to you or to anybody who who has done heroin. I've never done it, but I know enough about it to say that it's about as turbocharged as you can get a substance. It kills you. And it does things to you that are inhuman. Yeah. Um, if there's any way that you want to completely destroy whatever it is that's good about you and yeah. creative about you and what people love about you, start getting on the horse. Yeah. yeah and you can just <laughs> get rid of all that st- – everything good if you're just sick of how – all the good things you have in life. Just <laughs> like teeth? Fucking, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. That's meth. You can still keep all your teeth <laughs> whenever you, you're on heroin. If you hate being able to stay awake <laughs> at work, if you just like to nod out, like that's – yeah. So the – I guess along with all the terrible things about dope, um, there are some, I guess, good things uh, or else you wouldn't do it, right? At least the first few times you wouldn't do it. After that, you'd probably just do it because you're so like addicted to it. But um, – you need to let go of the – you need to release the dope dick. We talk about <laughs> releasing the dick sometimes, releasing the, the puss. Yeah. You know, when you have broken up with someone at a certain point, you go through a mourning period, et cetera, et cetera. At a certain point, you need to release the dick. You need yes. to say, you know what? It's time for this dick to grow butterfly wings and fly, fly away into some new pussy. Mm-hmm. And Tyler, you must, you must get to a place and you will get there where you release the dope dick because I am sure that your life and your, your – potential for longevity, your potential to do good in the world and to help people and to be a force for change in people's lives. It has been strengthened so much by the fact that you're not on heroin anymore and your chances for doing that for a really long time, like to be able to help people and and be happy, are so vastly increased. So – I don't believe that you will ever get to the dope dick place because heroin really brings out the extremes of of human behavior. Now, that said, there are things you can do in order to last longer. Um, Of course, there's the stop and start technique where Mm -hmm. you stick it in and then you pull it out. As as excruciating as it is, you pull it out and then you stick it in, you pull it out and then you wait and you stick it in and pull it out and then you wait and you stick it in and pull it out and then you wait. (laughs) That's That's a pretty basic one. As far as topical ointments and things, I generally don't recommend them. Of course, I'm not a doctor, neither is Marcus, but I generally don't recommend them because a lot of times you end up with an, just an icky burning sensation and you've wasted money or it might feel okay to you. But then when you enter your wife, she reacts with it. I mean, the vagina is a mucous membrane, so it really soaks up kind of whatever goes it in there. It is a sensitive area. Yeah. So you don't want to bring on the yeast beast. I mean, it sounds like you and your lady have, have done a lot of things and, and stuck a lot of things in different places. So I would say... If you're interested, uh, for you, I would say, sure, go ahead and try some of that stuff. You're in a great long-term relationship. You guys have been to hell and back together. Um, You've also been to heaven and back together, and it seems like you're learning to kind of be on planet Earth now, and that's great. Um, You seem like the kind of couple where if one of you ended up feeling a burning sensation, you'd be able to laugh about it and deal with it. It wouldn't be like this horrible thing. So for you, I would say, sure, you know, go go ahead and – and try some stuff. I would go to babeland.com and look at what they've got. I trust them because they're very open about what is in their 
stuff. Um, and there also is um, – there's a, a woman who I adore whose name is Romaine. She co-hosts a show with a guy named Derek. It's called Derek and Romaine and it's on SiriusXM's OutQ. And I wouldn't usually uh, promote SiriusXM because they laid me off. Mm-hmm. But uh, they do some – they do have some great shows on there and Derek and Romaine are, are great and um, Romaine has her own – sex toy shop and she sells various accoutrements and she is even more stringent in ter- I mean I know her personally I think she's great but I also know that she's even more stringent with her requirements and rules for what she will and won't stock in her store than Babeland is and that's pretty hardcore so if you google I wish I had the the URL for you offhand but google romaine just like the lettuce r o m a i n e romaine um google like romaine and sex toys or romaine and out q and I and you can also feel free to email her through her site and she'll get back to you and she I, I really trust her so I would go through Romaine of, of SiriusXM, OutQ, or, um, or Babeland for something that, that you could try. The stop and start method, again, is great. I also would talk – go online to – I'm sure that you know forums online of former users who deal with kind of the same thing. And I bet that they would have some suggestions too. I think that would be yeah. a neat place to start. I'd say so. <sighs> but I, I mean I, I'd say looking towards the sex shops, I mean, that's going to be your best bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going to be absolutely your best bet um, because I don't know if a doctor has anything that he can prescribe for that. I wonder. I wonder. It's – I mean if uh, – I would say maybe if something doesn't really come out of the sex – you know, the sex shop uh, visits – uh, maybe try go see a, a doctor. Yeah, so especially someone who works with addictions. Yeah. It might even be a behoovy to go to a um, – find a, a psychiatrist who specifically works with people with um, with addictions like and talk about that. Oh, sorry. I keep fucking up. <laughs> ah! I'm just – sorry. I'm just adjusting. Whoa! My boob is now trying to talk on the mic. There's a lot. And I'm trying to find out. I, I will find – by uh, by the end of this program, I'm going to find Romaine's um, address and give it to you because uh, I think that her, her website is wonderful and it's a great resource for everybody who's listening. Um, yeah. So, Dan, so gosh, there's, I feel like there's so much more we could talk about with regard to Tyler. I, I just want to say it sounds like you and your wife have an amazing relationship and like in whatever form it, it takes in the future. Um, I, I just think – you're really amazing people and you you people, you people should absolutely be writing a book. And if you're thinking of um of places looking for places to pitch, think of there's a press that's wonderful called Cleus Press. C L E I S it's like a feminist sexy time press and uh Rachel Kramer Bustle uh, who's a wonderful sex sex writer lady, writes a lot of books for them and edits for them. And, and they're also a wonderful resource for anybody who's looking for hot erotica and stuff. Well, what I like about this couple here is that, of course, they're on the extreme end of this. Yeah. Uh, but the way they trust each other. Like I think people can learn something about the way these two people absolutely trust each other uh, implicitly. Like they, it sounds like that they have no – hang-ups as far as like emotional connections go, you know, because, you know, whenever you see it's like, okay, it's like my wife is right there sucking a guy off, kind of puts into perspective that dude who's talking to your girlfriend at a party. 
Yeah. You know, and like that's that, <laughs> like, that's, oh. that's, that's, that's okay. That's not like maybe I can chill out a little bit about the, about exactly. the whole jealousy thing. You know, like maybe yeah. that's not so big a deal. <laughs> well, we are uh, at Sarah at sarahbenincasa dot com, and uh, I am looking for the next email that I want to look up. I, I let's see here. We've got dope dick. What are we going to do next? Um. Marcus, I have been um, having a lot of sex recently, which is really fun because you know my the guy, my primary sex partner, mm-hmm. who was a guest on our show, is uh, is leaving pretty soon for for points east, I guess, yeah. really far east, very far. He's east. going to Afghanistan, so we've been hanging out a lot and uh, and stooping with frequency, which is great. But I can't get away from my constant like fear of being pregnant. It's such an old school thing. It's such an old school like Catholic thing that I have, but it's really there. I'm just and it's like why am I freaking out? I mean, if I got pregnant, you know, I would probably have an abortion. I guess that's why because I've always been so afraid of that. More I guess maybe more than being pregnant is I used to be when I was younger I used to be afraid of being pregnant because of the fear of giving birth. But then as I got older, I realized that I would have an abortion if I got pregnant, you yeah. know, now. And I think that's what I'm I'm the most afraid of. Whew, that is That's kind of a doozy, right? Very stuff right there. Yeah, and I mean I've been with people who guys who had gotten, you know, had gone with their with girls in the past to get abortions and things like that and it, it's just it's not something even though i'm talking about it in kind of a casual way right now it's not something that i i take casually at all it's something that that really scares me and freaks me out and i have to say that that's probably in terms of like consensual sex like obviously a huge fear would be to be sexually assaulted right of like course. that's really scary that's probably my biggest fear that has anything to do with sexy time but uh, and I don't even know if I can relate that because that's an assault. It's not consensual. When I'm talking about consensual stuff, like I really think that is still such a big fear of mine. And I have a friend – I was thinking – my friend Kate said something that I thought was really brilliant once. She said to me, you know, I'm super – she has three kids and she was like, you know, I'm really pro um, – uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pro Planned Parenthood. And I believe in women's rights and all of these things and I would never tell somebody you should or shouldn't have an abortion. And she said, but I would like it if more people spoke – who support abortion spoke publicly or the right to abortion spoke publicly about it and didn't pretend that it's as morally neutral as having a tooth pulled. Uh, You see, that's that's one of the things that uh, I – that not really it doesn't really bother me but it's something that I flip around in my head every once in a while because it seems like a lot of people do treat it uh when very, they talk ca- about casually. it when yeah. they talk about it yeah when they cuz i think the reality is different there are women who have all kinds of different reactions to it but a lot of times when feminists you know who are on twitter or on, on who are blogging or whatever they it's not that they say most of them won't say abortion on demand mm-hmm. although generally you know i that's I, I support that to you know to an extent. We all have our own kind of oh you know this point in this trimester and blah. blah, blah. I mean, who fucking knows? But lions, they don't. Absent from the conversation is a real discussion of the fact that it can be an excruciatingly upsetting choice for someone, and that there may be you know there are different stats on and Planned Parenthood says this on their website. They're like you know. Some people, um, most people feel relieved. Some people feel depressed. Other people feel this way or that way. Mm-hmm. 
but even they they downplay it, you know, and uh, the they downplay that. I, I don't know, man. I know I'm kind of babbling, but it's not something I talk about that much out loud, just in my head. <laughs> and there's a real. Uh, I mean, I think that there might be a real sense of loss for some people. Maybe for me, I don't know. I've never had one. I've used the the morning after pill, but I've never, you know, had an abortion, and I hope I never have to. But there's more to it. It's not just a bumper sticker, you know. Yeah. It's not just trust women, trust women. To I see that all the time. Trust women, trust women, trust women. No, I don't. You know, I. I like I'm not just going to blanket trust people because they have pussies. <laughs> that people put that on their Twitter avatar and they put it on Facebook. Trust women, you know, meaning trust women to make their own decisions. I yeah. get that. I get that part of it, but it's just it's not a bumper sticker slogan. It's the, it, there's more to it than that. See, that does sort of bother me too. Whenever such personal and serious things get put on bumper stickers or yeah. on. You know, as you say, Twitter avatars, things like that. Uh, I don't, I don't know why it bothers me, but it does. It trivializes something it trivializes that's deeper. Things. Yeah, yeah. It's just not like you know, my body, my choice. It's like you know, that's that's great, but like I don't, I don't see a bumper sticker changing anyone's mind about something that serious yeah like, that just proclaims your opinion serious. yeah it just proclaims your opinion and just wants it to me it feels like you just want the world to know uh hey i've got this belief like mm-hmm. hey look at me look at me i i i believe this thing <laughs> here's <laughs> here's my jesus fish exactly here's my it's here's the my same you know, fucking thing there's the same thing yeah bumper sticker activism is problematic like it I mean, I'm look. I make I make jokes about abortion a lot to the point where I've had to when I go to <laughs> a couple times I performed at, at, at religious schools and the colleges that have a religious affiliation and I've talked to the kids ahead of time and they're like, um, could you just make sure that you don't make a joke about that <laughs> because I'll make them on. But the reason and I, and I don't, of course, I'm very respectful of that. Um, but the reason that I joke about it is that I'm afraid of it. A lot of times I. The only way I can deal with something that frightens me, whether it's abandonment, um, a lack of love, loneliness, um, having an abortion, um, you know, getting fat, (laughs) growing old and dying, (laughs) whatever it may be, I I joke about it because that's how I deal with it. But in reality, it's a a really complicated issue and I I don't – think that a lot of people who talk about it in 140 character spurts in a serious way, this is what I believe, this is what I believe, I don't think that they understand that there is a difference between proclaiming what you believe and, and making a persuasive argument to try and convince someone else. Something that is that serious on Facebook or Twitter or something like that. And that is, you know, you are guaranteed to make me roll my eyes. Just like, ugh, Just like whatever. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. Seriously. <laughs> oh, fine. Yeah, like that's – it's just I, I don't I, – I just don't think – and I, you know, I could be wrong and hell, we may get, you know, plenty of people that are sending in emails, you know, disputing these facts. But I, I just – I think whenever you put something out there like that, you just you're you're patting yourself on the back, and mm-hmm. all the other people who press like 
on your Facebook thing, retweet, you're all patting yourself on the back, and the people who are on the other side of it just get angrier mm-hmm. and angrier. And whenever they post something, they're doing the exact same thing, just like patting themselves on the back. Uh, and I, I mean, this is something that's been bothering me for a while about just like Facebook in general is that like people posting these extremely like serious beliefs and these extremely serious things um in a status in a status and you're like okay yeah and it's i mean i and i've been somewhat guilty of that recently but i posted it in a way to i wanted to post something to inspire people and be like hey this is a really cool thing that happened it's maybe controversial but here's you know maybe this is something to feel good about in the middle of all this shit that's going on right now uh, and just people just immediately wanted to start these huge arguments about it and get very serious with it on Facebook. On Facebook. <laughs> I'm just like, do you have no – I, I hate to use the word dignity, but that's almost what it makes me feel like. It's like, you know, this is not the right form to do this. You don't – get like Facebook arguments to me are it, – it's just undignified. And it's really irritating also because everyone who has made a comment gets to hear uh, you spouting off. And people are just like, shut up, dude. You know, if somebody posts it, posts something on their Facebook, if you like it, like it and go look at it. If you don't like it, just don't say anything. And and go to see it. Maybe it's a, a link to a YouTube thing and you can make a comment on YouTube. That's your open forum for that. And and uh you know it's again not the most intelligent place to do that no. but do that or so it's go a to bit better, though. go to somebody's blog like there are some people's blogs where where they have really interesting intelligent um debates among the commenters like well i write for wonkat we don't really do intelligent debate in the comments and we one do of the just reasons hilarious. Why i really like wonkat <laughs> yeah just hilarious <laughs> and ridiculous but there's a, there's a site called joe my god which is really great um, I think it's JoeMyGod.com and it's this guy named Joe and he's a gay mm-hmm. and he um, writes really intelligently and the commenters are often quite smart and they debate quite furiously about different issues affecting the gay community. And I, I like reading those comments. They're pretty interesting. They're pretty smart people. I That's a good that, place to, to talk about that stuff. I believe that forums and things like that. Message like boards. Message boards. Like that, the, the great view askew message board. That is where that shit belongs. Mm-hmm. It belongs in, you know, comment sections. It belongs in, in blogs. As far as I, you know, for me, I, I, I was like, isn't this supposed to be fun? Yeah. Like, isn't Facebook and Twitter supposed to be, like, fun? And, you know, uh, I, I don't know. Aren't we supposed to be friends? Aren't we supposed to? Aren't we Facebook friends? And if you want disagree with somebody on something... It's in them a personal message. Yeah, like, face, Facebook them, has a private message function. Did, a did private you know that? Message function, and that is where you should do those sorts of things. Of course, we're getting way off topic. Here. Well, that's what we do: sex and of other course. human activities. Well, I will tell you, someone sent us a private message, but she wants it to be public. Yes. and I am going to name her Samantha, just because that's a fun name. First, love the podcast and you. I've been listening since the beginning and I strive to someday be as awesome as you and Marcus. Well, we are pretty awesome. Well, we're all right. But that's the thing. We're only half, we're only half as awesome without the other one. Oh, it's so true. When you put us together, it's like, it's like lock. It, we are not unlike Voltron. 
<laughs> there's just two pieces that go into us, and we're and we're amazing. Oh, side note, Marcus, you have an incredibly sexy voice. I seriously recommend you go into the profession of narrating romance novels or starting your own telesex business. Okay, I ha- I am totally going to admit this. Whenever you sent me that email mm-hmm. uh, and I read it. And I, Did you I, look her am, up on Facebook? I no, no, no. I immediately <laughs> went to the shower, and while I was showering, I was like narrating my own sexy, <laughs> <laughs> like my sexy romance novel while I was showering. He plunged into her between the clefts and folds <laughs> of her dewy flesh. Samantha walked into the room, saw. <laughs> But Caleb was upon the bed, spread eagle, waiting for her soft embrace. (laughs) You know what? I'm taking a voiceover class at the pit. Really? You should take a voiceover class sometime. I mean, it's expensive, but... I don't have money. I know. But, and I, I don't either. I put it on my credit card and just ignored the money. I don't up. have a credit card. Okay. Well, that's that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Credit is a terrible thing. Um, but go to thepitpit-nyc, thepit-nyc.com. That's where Marcus and I do a podcast, uh, well, a different podcast um, from there. Um, but uh, you should go, go there and check out their classes. But yeah, they have, you should someday, hmm, someday, sir, a podcast, like, because you're good at it. Okay. Okay. All right. So <laughs> Samantha has a question. 22-year-old senior at an all-girl Catholic college in the Midwest. Ow! She has slept with around 30-plus dudes, lost her virginity in a threesome. Good for you. I've never had a fucking threesome. God yeah. damn it. Um, Come close, but... This past week's experience was all sorts of fucked up. This guy that I've been fucking on a pretty consistent basis for the last couple of months was staying the night at my place. We had sex and went to sleep. I wake up at 3 a.m. to find him touching, fondling my tits and vagina while he's masturbating. I was shocked and horrified. So I just rolled over so he would stop touching me and pretending to sleep while he finished masturbating and went back to sleep. Should I keep screwing this guy? The sex is pretty great. Is this normal? I can't seem to get the image of the situation out of my head. Dude, Samantha, uh, you know, A... You can – you ought to tell that guy. I know in the moment it's hard to react but you – I think you ought to set that guy down and say, look, man, that grossed me out and freaked yeah. me out. I mean that's a violation uh, uh, of trust. Um, I don't know. I guess he is – just because you guys have sex doesn't mean he can do whatever he wants to and use you as a, a fuck toy and a sex doll when you're asleep and can't consent. That's fucked up, man. Like you couldn't consent to that and naturally because you could not consent, you feel violated though you didn't say that in your thing. I think the you feel violated and that's why you feel disgusted and you're having these weird flashbacks because that's fucking traumatic. Yeah. So I don't think you should strip the guy anymore. I do think you should sit him down and go, look, man, that was really fucked up that you did that. I don't think you should strip him anymore and here's why. Um, if you continue to fuck the dude, you're sending him the message that it's okay to do weird things to sleeping or, God forbid, passed out girls. And, you know, just because, I mean, listen, just because a husband and wife have had sex before doesn't mean that he gets to just fuck her whenever he wants to without her consent. I know this isn't the same thing, but I think it's kind of similar. So I think that if you, you may not want to see him at all anymore, but if you feel comfortable, I would sit him down and just go, not okay, dude. Here's why. Tell him. If he apologizes, it's fine. You can choose to accept it or not. But I wouldn't fuck him anymore because you're rewarding bad behavior and uh, mistreatment of ladies. Speaking as a guy, we've all wanted to do this. <laughs> <laughs> like, you want to do this. It's like there's a naked girl sitting next to me and I spend a lot of my time thinking about touching naked girls and being like right next to them. Right. And and this one is asleep. 
<laughs> like she's asleep. She's just right there. I could, I could do things. Right, and that would be kind of awesome. And it, you know that could be, you know, that could be something. But you don't fucking do it because it's wrong. Yeah, ixnay. Like you do not do it because it's wrong, unless the girl gives you permission, of course, to do this. Because I had a girl, or I had a girlfriend once who got off on Ooh. me waking her up. By having sex with her. Oh, oh, well, yeah. then that's fine. She got, yeah, she got off on that. That's you know something. It's totally else. fine. That's and I got off on that too. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, it's awesome. It's just like yeah, and she's like yeah, you know, like whenever you want, and you know, just just go ahead. Of course, this was in the early stages of the relationship when we were fucking like constantly. <laughs> that went away <laughs> <laughs> after a little while. She didn't say anything or say to stop. It was just one of those things like, okay, you know, like I didn't even... You were like, I, I yeah. get the vibe. She's not into this anymore. Yeah, I, I, I get once we're not, like if you're not like fucking on the regular all the, like, you know, a couple times a day all the time. Understood. Then, you know, that, that sort of thing sort of goes away. But my point is, is that we all have this urge and you have this, you know, sort of animalistic thing that you know wells up inside of you uh and you just you don't do it without permission this is just a, something that you do it's a very basic fucking violation of of woman's body and trust you know if you're if a woman is gonna sleep over your place or you're gonna sleep with her and you're both sleeping in the same bed. That's a degree of trust right there. You trust that other person isn't going to murder you in your sleep or <laughs> or fondle you or do something – just do something bad to you in your sleep. And I that's trust like – yeah. It's such an extreme breach of trust. Yeah, that's not OK. Um, but, you know, you didn't do anything wrong. Um, I think it's great that you've had so the sexual experiences that you've had. I think that this is a negative one, I, and I think that you've had enough fun ones to know that they're not all like this. Mm. So I'm I'm not concerned that this will like torment you forever. But I do think that in order for you to work through it, and it may take some time. I think that um, it might also help to talk to somebody about it uh, besides us. It might help to talk to a campus counselor about it um, or someone you trust who will maintain confidentiality and not go telling people about it. But Which in college is hard to find. Really hard to find. Hence, campus counselor might be a good idea. I'm sure you're in finals week right now or close to it. So you're probably a bit stressed out and um, that's reason enough to go and see a campus counselor. So. Good luck, Samantha. You sound pretty fucking rad. And, and the fact that you wrote to us indicates that you know that it wasn't okay. And maybe yeah. you needed us to validate your feelings of that and we validate them. Oh, I give it the stamp of validation. <laughs> <laughs> now, Marcus, before we go, let's talk about this this party that's going on um, that, that you're throwing. Oh, shit, yeah. Um, Cave Comedy Radio Podcast Network is something that I've been working on for a very long time, since like October. Uh, and all of the podcasts that I do, uh, this one, uh, last podcast on the left, Roundtable of Gentlemen, Yay! the New York City Crime Report with Pat Dixon, Middle Relief, Nerd of Mouth, uh, nerd of Mouth. Wait, what's Nerd of Mouth? Nerd of Mouth is a nerd talk show with Michael Lawrence, who's just on John Love Oliver's him. stand-up special and uh, on Comedy Central, and Jake Young. It's all about nerd stuff. This Friday, this Friday, we're gonna go see Thor at uh, one o'clock, and oh. then we're gonna record at four o'clock that day and uh, and freak and, out. and uh, review. <laughs> freak out either badly or you know in a positive way. I'm guessing badly. Uh, there's but. 
Anyway, and Devil's Advocate. Uh, ton, I do a ton of different shows, uh, but you have to go to different places on iTunes to find all of them. But CaveComedyRadio.com, you're going to be able to find every single fucking podcast that I produce all in one Yay! place. Plus a couple of others, uh, stuff that's in production right now, stuff that other people do that I'm going to bring in into the family. And on June 11th, 2011, we're going to have a big, big party. Uh, in which every podcast that I do is going to do a short live episode, 10 minutes on stage. You in, sir? I'm totally fucking in. Fuck I'm yes. I know so. I didn't respond to the Facebook message, but I'm telling you on the podcast. Oh, yeah, totally. thank you so much. And I think it's I, – I sent it to my managers to have them put it on my website, sarahbenincasa.com slash shows. Mm, yeah, it's going to be the coolest thing. I'm writing and on my phone right now. What yeah. time is it? June 11th. It's, it's June 11th at 10 p.m. June 11th at 10 p.m. Okay, so that is a Saturday night. Oh, my yep. God, that's going to be so fucking That fun. it is. And we're ending it all with the 50th episode of The Roundtable of Gentlemen, the very first podcast that I produced uh, here in New York City and by far my longest running one. Yay! Yeah! It's, uh, it's going to be an amazing party. Uh, you're going to oh. get to see a ton of people there, including me and Sarah uh, live on stage. You can take pictures with us like we're famous. Even though we're not, you could pretend that we're famous and take pictures with us. That'd be well, kind of fun. A few hundred people know who we are. Yeah, a few hundred people know who we are. <laughs> Yay. And we have like, uh, I don't know how many subscribers we have on iTunes, but it's like an amount. About a thousand. Good. Yay. Yeah. A thousand. There should be more of you. Get into it. Oh, um, there will be more. Spread the word, everyone. Please do Tell spread the word. Tell every single person that you know about this because we've only gotten to this point because all of you guys out there have been reposting this on Facebook, Twitter, telling your friends uh, and their friend and your friends tell their friends. Uh, and yeah, we're we're here because of you guys, because of the word of mouth that you guys have given us. Thank you so, so much. And hang out with us, twitter.com slash Marcus Parks, twitter.com slash Sarah J. Benincasa. Please email us, sarah at sarahbenincasa.com. Oh, man, I'm going to eat some sautéed spinach. Oh, by the way, creeklic.com. That's right, Creek That's- in the Cave, mm-hmm. Long Island City, uh, Queens, Long Island City, New York. Uh, located at 1093 Jackson Avenue off of the 21st Van Alf Street on the G train and the Vernon Jackson Avenue stop on the 7 train. That's only one stop from Manhattan. Wonderful Mexican food, free comedy every single night of the week, and kick-ass backyard uh, with tons of flowers and seating. And, yeah. Um, oh, and if you're driving, just take the Midtown Tunnel from Midtown Manhattan and we're right here. Oh, right. if you're paying me, if you're coming from Williamsburg, just take the Pulaski Bridge. Mm-hmm. Pulaski Bridge. You can, all, <laughs> you can take the Williamsburg Bridge over. You can uh, take the take you the BQE, take the BQE West yeah. and take the McGinnis Boulevard exit. Take a left and you can't miss it. You could take a helicopter here. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you should definitely... Slingshot. Oh, totally. You should definitely come and uh, and, and see us on, on June 11th live. All right. Well, Marcus, have a fabulous week. Oh, you do the same. Thanks, it's a, always such a pleasure. It's such a pleasure. Bye, guys. Goodbye.